Hey everyone, welcome back to We're In Between, the podcast that discusses an episode of Ads Told by Ginger once a week, every week. This week we have our 52nd episode, Dodie's Big Break. This was episode 55 of the show. It aired on October 23rd, 2016, again on Nick Splat. Crazy, still not over that. Anyway, the story of this one is by Adam Cohen, and the teleplay is by Sheila M. Anthony. And in this episode, Ginger returns to school after her appendix issue, and Dodie is promoted to the position of the Pep Squad's official gopher mascot. While performing her routine, the cheerleaders fall out of their pyramid and land on top of Dodie. She breaks her leg, so we think, and the squad decides to control her, to console her, sorry, by making her... (laughs) In a way, Dodie's controlling them. Uh by making her an official member of the squad. With her new cheerleading status, Dodie ignores Ginger and Macy, who are fed up with all of this. They discover that Dodie has been lying about breaking her leg, and so they set out to trick Dodie into blowing her own cover in front of the squad. It's sort of a reversal of the usual Dodie tactics. Uh, meanwhile, Carl teams up with a real estate agent, our good buddy, the uh, the Pixies and Bueller guy, uh, and he becomes <laughs> involved in selling houses. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we're in between. Someone once told me the grass is much greener. We have a lot of cool stuff planned for season three. Being proud of who you are, no matter what you do. You definitely see the characters progress a lot more. They start growing up. I think Ginger and Darren are endgame. It is a masterpiece of an episode. Oh, it's the cattiest moment in the history of television. Trust me, everybody has been excited for our thoughts on it. Who's the girl in the pink capri? It's Courtney, it's Courtney! All right, so similar to the season three episodes, this episode immediately picks up from the last episode that we've talked about. In this case, this episode takes place right after A Lesson in Tightropes. Now, let me just let you know something, Casey. Now, uh-huh. A Lesson in Tightropes and Dodie's Big Break, it, it did debut on October 23rd, 2016 on the next Splat. You want to know what the sad part of it was? It was aired in reverse order. Huh. Right, I I noticed the dates and the the numberings were weird because I use an app to track TV shows and that listed them at these in a different order. That's nuts. Imagine how pissed the fans were that the fa- they finally get to see an episode that had never been aired on TV and they aired it in reverse order. So Dodie's Big Break came out first on Nick's Blood, then a lesson in Tyrobe. And so yeah, when you're watching Dodie's Big Break. You're wondering, why does Ginger look so weird? She has dark circles under her eyes, and she's clenching to her stomach. And then when you watch Lesson in Tie Ropes, she's perfectly fine, and then she's going through surgery. So, yeah, that really pissed (laughs) off. That is annoying. That that really pissed off people. I can imagine. Well, I will say the title of this one is another just masterpiece. Dodie's big break, meaning, you know, her so-called leg break ends up being her big break on the cheer squad. Who who comes up with that? That's awesome. (laughs) So once again, kudos to the people who come up with these title names. They're awesome. They're all, almost all of them are clever. So the episode does begin with Ginger, you know, from, uh, you know, coming back 
to Lucky High after recovering from surgery in the episode A Lesson in Tightropes. And she looks really tired and she looks really weak, but she has to persist in continuing with her classes. And then we see Dodie coming in wearing a gopher um, suit because she has been promoted as the Pep Squad's official mascot, which I, I want to call something. You see, the, the mascot for the schools have always been a goat. Why gophers? Yeah, I think it's kind of fun. Like, so few schools, well, there's the Golden Gophers, the University of Minnesota. But other than that, I can't think of any other gophers. It's very unique. That is true. And I guess goats have been used, you know, as other mascots for things. I mean, the Fairly Odd Parents, their main mascot (laughs) is a goat. Well, that's because they love that goat. He's the mayor for a bit, isn't he? Yeah, for some reason, Nickelodeon loves their goats. Right. Well, and Dodie being so into being the mascot is hilarious because I thought she would be mortified, but she just sees it as her way in. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, considering that in T- Kiss Today Goodbye, where she has to cook, you know, C- Coach Candace's low-carb, high-protein meals, and she has to wash all the, um, the, the sweaters from the cheerleaders, I guess a gopher is definitely a step up. So yeah, now Dodie is really excited on becoming the gopher mascot because she thinks this will be uh, one this will be a cl- um, one way step closer to being an official Pep Squad member. Basically, um, you know the the first game where Dodie becomes the um, the gopher mascot begins, and she's really excited. She's dancing, and um, then she knocks down the the, the cheerleader pyramid, and it, they all fall down on her, and. Um, Ginger's trying to call um, the bishops, but um, she couldn't get a hold of them. And then Ginger and Macy are wondering, oh man, is Dodie okay? I haven't heard from her. And then we see, um, you know, the the gopher head being hung and we see flowers all over and Dodie's name is there. And I'm thinking, is Dodie dead? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was, and that was my thought with Ginger in the appendix too. I was like, oh geez, is she... (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. What is it with, you know, these two episodes almost killing off their characters? (laughs) Yeah, totally. So, yeah, but no, Dodie's okay. I know for some of the haters, they're thinking, damn it! But no, Dodie's fine. She she's just in a she just broke her leg and she's in a wheelchair. And all of the cheerleaders are being supportive to her. They're they're helping her out. They're her friends. And Ginger and Macy are being pushed into the sidelines. Ginger wants to talk to Dodie about um, if she's doing okay, but she has to go through walls through walls of cheerleaders just so she can get at least a message across. Which I love the example that Macy gives. It's like it's. Trying to, it's like trying to peel an artichoke. You're just going through layers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really, really does. Uh, and when they do bust her, they see her doing like, like uh, handstands or something. Macy goes, "Merciless mother of deceit, you fibbed." <laughs> <laughs> instantly became one of my favorite Macy lines. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right next to cool, cool. Do you girls think that I'm concerned with, with with what's cool? And of course, me, Dustin, the bane of my existence. The bane of my existence. Yep, the classic. Oh, and can we talk about Carl basically getting tricked into uh, helping cause the housing bubble in 2008? <laughs> He goes, he goes, mortgage rates will never be this slow again. I was like, oh man, as told by Ginger team, you guys had no idea what was coming, did you? <laughs> 
how they had no idea that real estate was going to be going to hell for at least a few years. So now we know that Carl Foutley caused the the big Wall Street crash of 2008. Yes, it's a it, it's canon everybody. Carl <laughs> caused the great recession. <laughs> Tricking people into mortgages they can't afford. But the all that aside, I do think Carl working with this real estate dude is hysterical and the the, the apex of Carl and his business schemes, you know, it's perfect that he ends up teaming up with somebody. Yeah, I guess when Carl has gone full capitalist in a few episodes of seasons one and two, I guess it would make a lot of sense for him to try to haggle a few, um, you know, new homeowners into buying really crappy houses. <laughs> so yeah, so Carl and Buddy start teaming up so they can be able to try to sell people homes. And um, Dr. Dave wants to invite Carl over to, uh, you know, a bring your son to work day at the hospital. But Carl is really busy with Buddy. And so Hoodsy decides to join Dr. Dave in this, even though that he's clearly not, um, he's clearly not Dr. Dave's son. And... I mean, it's very interesting. This is actually a rarity that we see Hoodsy hanging out with a different adult that isn't his dad or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he clearly has a knack for winning over adults that aren't his teachers. His teachers, not so much. Yeah, that is true. I mean, remember when we were talking about In Trouble in Gal Pal Land, in which he did such a good job in convincing people that he was a street urchin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, also, no Courtney for three episodes now? That's nuts. I know, right? Yeah, well, don't worry. We'll see Courtney next week, and my for God sure. is not... Oh, yeah. We did see Miranda in this, ep in this episode when, um, when they're in the cafeteria, and Ginger is complaining about pain that's going in her stomach, and then Miranda shows up and thinking that, you know, Ginger's trying to... Um, make people feel sorry for her because of her surgery. So Miranda was there, but she's only yeah, there for right. like a few minutes, and then that's pretty much it. Courtney gets it the worst. We'll talk about that next week. So yeah, you're right. We do get a moment of Miranda, but uh, and I, I don't know, this might, dare I say, be a new low for Dodie, even lower than the whole manipulating Ginger to break up with Darren. That might be worse, but this is pretty bad, the whole... Uh, the way that she tells her cheerleading buddies, you know, they were taunting me, Ginger and Macy. She totally throws her old friends under the bus and it's awful. Oh yeah, this uh, for a lot of people, they say that this is the worst episode featuring Dodie. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I do agree that Dodie is not good in this episode. She's lying so she can be able to stay with the pep squad, and she's doing everything that she can to do it, even so much as not only lying, but basically just snubbing off her friends and trying to get the cheerleaders to be on her side and, um... Yeah, you know, basically she's just taking advantage of them. Now, this reminds me of a Hey Arnold episode called Phoebe Breaks a Leg, in which um, Helga is constantly telling Phoebe what to do, getting her stuff, doing homework, all that stuff. And Phoebe, um, she does break her leg. And Helga has been treating her really nicely, saying, Oh, Phoebe, let me get that for you. Here, Phoebe, I got you your lunch. Here, Phoebe, I have your books for you. And then when her leg... Um, you know, when her leg does recover, she decides that she's going to play around with... Uh, she decides to get her old cast bag, and she decides that she's going to fake breaking her leg 
because she wants to continue having more um you know she wants to have Helga continue to do nice things for her because she was constantly doing these things for Helga and she never really got appreciated which I mean for Phoebe I can completely understand because Helga can be really pushy but this case this is a textbook example of this concept being done wrong mm -hmm. Like, she's doing this just so she can be able to have her spot in the... So she can be able to keep her spot in the pep squad. Because ordinarily, as stated before, freshmen cannot be in the pep squad. And since Dodie is a freshman, she's already in the pep squad. So she doesn't want to lose that. And she wants to continue having her cheerleader friends. And she... Right. So, yeah, this is... this is And, and considering that about face... We had about face in which she talked to... You know, she talked to Joanne about how popularity doesn't really matter... And yeah, this is like going, this is like going two steps back. Yeah, that's true. I, well, can we, it might be skipping ahead a little bit, but can we talk about the teacher, the pep squad teacher that went in the confrontation scene with Ginger? Cause that scene really struck me. Yeah, definitely. The, the quote, she wanted it too much. That's why, uh, the coach explains that Dodie wasn't put on the team and the coach says, you know, I was always told that I wanted things too much and you have to quell that and you have to fight it. And man, that really hit home. It's, I feel like anyone who has pursued, you know, the things they want in life, career wise, whatever, uh, get told something like that. And it can be really devastating. And you have to kind of teach yourself that that's not true that there isn't really such thing as wanting it too much if it's not getting in the way like it wasn't affecting Dodie's performance you know yeah you're right it wasn't affecting Dodie's performance and there is I mean sure you may maybe like wanting too much but wanting too much to accomplish a dream accomplishing a goal that you've wanted your whole life I mean there's such thing as following your dreams following your passion and yes, it is true that sometimes we don't get it and we can be heartbroken, but you shouldn't give up. You should try other ways. And even if you can't get it the way that you want it, then there's there's other ways to have it. Totally. Casey, as you know, as a music director, I'm sure that you've been turned down in many things, but you kept yeah. on going. Totally. Exactly. And that's just and for actors. It's even worse. It's just a numbers game, you know. And so. Yeah, it was. I thought that was a really interesting way to humanize the pep squad coach in a way that this show didn't humanize the mean substitute teacher, and that's what I wanted in that episode. Yeah, it's just a shame that um, you know that in you know Dodie didn't really fight really hard to earn her the 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 cheat um, the coach's respect. Ginger had to do it for her, even though that she clearly didn't deserve it. Yeah. That's true. It, it's, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of problems with the way this pep squad coach runs her team. And it's pretty upsetting. And Ginger calling her out is great. We also do see the interesting repercussion that sometimes doing the right thing doesn't get you what you want. And that is okay. You know, that like Dodie confessing doesn't help her do her any favors, but continuing to go on with a lie wouldn't have helped anybody either. So it it was the right thing to do and it was the good thing to do for her future and for her, you know, conscience. But it sure she doesn't really get anything she wants out of telling the truth and that's okay. Yeah, that is okay, especially since 
you know, Dodie didn't really earn that anyway. She did pretty much lie to uh, not only the coach and the cheerleaders, but to Dodie and Macy, and she was acting like a complete jerk. So it's even lucky that she even got what she had anyway at the end, which at the end, she got her position back as the gopher mascot, which in reality, she shouldn't have gotten anything. But I guess because Dodie was so determined to, um, you know, uh, she was determined to get back and she was trying to right a wrong and she even auditioned fair and square, but she pulled a muscle. And then the coach said, well, I mean, at least we can give you your, um, your old job back and maybe you can try again next year. So yeah, I mean, I felt that it was kind of a little forced, but, you know, Dodie was trying to do the right thing, even though that throughout the majority of this episode, she was kind of on, she was on the wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah not, not really much to say for um, that, I guess, uh, with the Carlin Hoodsy plot, um, you know, Hoodsy's like really fascinated about, um, you know, what, what it's like working in a hospital and Carl is slowly becoming less interested in being a real estate agent because Buddy pulls off some really... Um, kind of like scummish things like he takes this newlywed couple into a broken down home and tries to convince um, Carl that hey you know um, there's a hole in the roof oh that's you know that's the tabletop um, sky viewing oh but wait a minute there's you know, there's a swamp in the backyard. Oh, well, that's, um, you know, that's, you know, aquatic atmosphere or whatever. So, you know, he's trying to twist off these negatives into something positive, which it really isn't. It's really scummy. And then when the couple come in, they're really shocked by it. They they really despise it. And Carl is just not interested anymore. And so he decides that he doesn't want to work with Buddy anymore. And he says, you know what, fine. I'm going to have my nephew Philbert with me as my assistant. And so he fires Carl. And Carl said, you can't fire me because I quit. And so he decides to go back with Hoodsy at the hospital. And they're just, um, you know, helping out with the patients. And I, I even love the fact that, you know, Carl is kind of like offhandedly saying like, what kind of name is Philbert? Which, again, reminds me of, you know, Philbert from Rocco's Modern Life. We just did our Rocco's on FNN, our Rocco's special, and I love Philbert so much. And so as soon as they said that name, I was like, oh, it's Philbert. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine if it had been a crossover? <laughs> it's the talking turtle i don't know yeah i mean i mean it, yeah it was a stretch for rugrats and the wild thornberries but yeah it would be an even bigger stretch for rocco's modern life to cross over with as told by ginger that would have been really weird and you have anthropomorphic uh, animals interacting with humans right oh one more note so we complained not complained but we noted at the end of season two how the episodes start to feel pretty formulaic, like they found a rhythm. You know, Ginger has middle school drama, and Carl and Hoodsy do an animal or a Blake thing. <laughs> and now they're completely varying it up, and I love it. I really love that we don't really know what we're going to get with every episode now. It's really refreshing and interesting. Yeah, even though it does come off as really dramatic and at sometimes rushed with the continuity, at least they are um, mixing things up with uh, the stories. So at least we can definitely give credit to that. For sure. I don't really have a ton more on this one. All right, I guess we can give our ranking of yay, nay, or meh. I guess I can start things off. 
I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it a slight meh, mostly because of the do- uh, of Dodie's plot with completely lying to um, everybody around her, saying that she has a broken leg when she really doesn't, and you know, ignoring uh, Ginger and Macy as her friends when she um, when she joins up with the cheerleading squad. So we can assume that with uh, you know that she pretty much didn't learn her lesson from about face, which is really disappointing. And, um, you know, I, I felt that even though that Ginger confronting Coach Candace was really cool, uh, I just feel like her uh, Dodie um, earning back her um, her gopher position wasn't really justified enough. You know, the Carl and Hoodsy plot was actually pretty interesting. You know, seeing Carl with Buddy as opposed to Hoodsy, which we've seen, um, you know, a lot of times. And Hoodsy with Dr. Dave, which, again, is actually pretty interesting. So, yeah, just because of that, uh, of Dodie's plot, I'm just going to give it a meh. I will also give it a meh. Uh, To me, one of the more positive things about this episode was the Orion scene at the end. That was a cute little moment, and it did make me buy, like, maybe they'll get together, you know, maybe that is what's going to happen now, and... I thought that was interesting in a way that I, you know, as I say in the theme song of this show, I really am convinced that Ginger and Darren are end end game. So I was like, okay, all right, I see we have options. I see that. Uh, and maybe they want to go like true slice of life and how you don't always end up with the person you think you're going to. We will see. Jury is still out on that one. But this episode overall, Dodie is so frustrating and I just don't care about all this pep squad stuff. I mean, the teacher was interesting, but only in that one scene. Otherwise, she's a caricature. Um, it's just another shake, another sort of major blow to the Ginger Dodie Macy friendship that's like, are they really that great to each other as a group? And it sort of plants some doubt in my mind as to how good the three of them are for each other. They bring Dodie out of it, but the fact that it went there in the first place is a pretty big red flag. So this episode is a meh. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week as we're going to be discussing about episode 56. Yeah, we only have two more episode recaps to go and then we're done. So, yeah, hope to see you around soon and thank you for listening.